Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? I'm back this week to discuss Bella Thorne joining OnlyFans and the uproar from the sex industry since then. Thank you for tuning in. Chloe joins me from the Stripper Stories podcast. Uh, She brings a lot of background and expertise to the topic. Pre-COVID, she was a stripper for over eight years in all of the super clubs in London And she's also worked as a walker, which I learned is the girlfriend experience, and a dominatrix, which is out every Wednesday. She talks about all of her experiences and funny customer stories. Trust me, you need to go check it out. Okay, folks, this is a good one. Let's get to the show. So I'm here with a very special guest today, Chloe from the Stripper Stories podcast. Chloe, how are you? I'm feeling great. Thank you for having me today. No worries. I was so happy when you reached out and wanted to talk about Bella Thorne. Yeah, I know. It's a lot, isn't it? There's a lot going on in the media right now. I thought, God, I just want to talk to a load of podcasters about this. So get me on your show. I want to talk about it. So yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. I was reading like article after article. So (laughs) it was like the perfect timing. It's a lot, isn't it? Like, I mean, I, I have a podcast, Stripper Stories, and it's like, it's all about, you know, my work in the, in the sex industry and, and you know how long I've been in the industry and stuff and now this has popped up and it's just it's becoming such a current and very important topic to talk about I think across the board from like Instagram to Twitter to everything it's just a big thing right like you said the Twitter apology and everything that's happened blow my mind so yeah um yeah it'd be great to get stuck into that today about the OnlyFans situation Yes. Mm-hmm. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Mm-hmm, sure. Um, well, pre-COVID, I was a dancer in a strip club and all the strip clubs in London. There's a lot of them um, for about eight years. And then I was a walker, which is like a kind of like sugar baby, but a bit more upmarket. They'd call us like a girlfriend experience vibe. Um, and with that came a little bit of dominatrix um, work and I worked in a few dungeons and things like that. So I experienced that side of things. And then now I've kind of moved into the podcast world. I've got a little baby podcast and I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about, you know, my my life choices of working in the industry. So um, and it's just a funny podcast about all the customers I've met and all of the the situations like serious and funny i guess um they've always got like an underlining like you know be safe you know have consensual anything in your life you know all of that but um very very funny content and uh and yeah so i just talk about that and i work on webcam now which is like a adult work site where you know it's just self-explanatory really but that's kind of what i do on the side of podcasting and yeah and i'm i'm loving it i'm loving all of the content i'm getting from work I'm just flowing it through the microphone and, and, you know, speaking like with great people like you that I can actually connect with now, you know, it's kind of, it's super cool to be able to like connect with other people um, through podcasting. So that's like a big thing for me, but yeah, that's a bit about me. I love that. So when COVID kind of came about in March, is that when you kind of had to figure out what you were going to do next? Yeah. Yeah. It was a big time in the industry. Everyone was like, you know, a lot of girls save money. Um, if you're self-employed, I think everyone in the world knows that like, if you didn't have savings, you're pretty screwed. Um, and so the clubs just literally just shut one day, one day notice. And then they've been shut ever since. I think they're going to be the last things to open as well, because it's such a very close contact job. Um, 
And yeah, so yeah, we're just still waiting for it. But yeah, so we, I was like, I never thought about doing webcam, never really wanted to do webcam. Um, but yeah, hard times. And I was like, you know what, actually, I've never tried it. I've tried everything else. I mean, this is the last <laughs> thing to try. So, um, so yeah, I kind of moved into it and, and it's been great. Like money, not just money wise, but like I met a lot of cool girls, like loads of them listen to my podcast. Um, and we've got a lot in common. A lot of them are ex-dancers and stuff. So I think it's kind of proven to us in the industry. And, and in, I think with, with every industry going, if you can, uh, follow like adapt yeah yeah you have to you know I don't know adapt a lot you know and and be like withstand an economic crisis which is basically what's happened everywhere um so yeah it's it's just that and I uh I'm kind of glad I did it I think it's kind of pushed me to do a podcast it's pushed me to to do like I got online work at home which is great actually for me instead of going to sit in the clubs till six o'clock in the morning and the lifestyle is completely different yeah March was the time and I haven't haven't really looked back to be honest I don't know whether I'll go back to the clubs maybe just for the funny stories like totally more. for content do <laughs> just it for, for the, the content fun. maybe once once every week I'll, I'll go in just for the podcast content but that's about it that's too funny yeah things um in Canada are slightly reopening are they? Over, over the last couple months and I actually just drove past a strip club and they said reopening soon so I don't know what they're doing if they're gonna have dancers or like if they're just moving to like a bar but yeah things are reopening here a little bit well, that's a good sign so hopefully London yes. will be like next on the list I think a totally. lot of girls are gagging to get back to work, you know, if not just to only get away from their boyfriends at home or husbands or kids, you know, like yeah. a lot of women yes. are just like stuck, like at home climbing the walls. Um, like I'm sure a lot of other people are as well. So yeah, that'll be good when they open, fingers crossed. And I think that like the industry that you're talking about with strippers has had like a really um, kind of a boom over the last year in, I think, Hollywood. So as I mentioned, we're going to talk about Bella Thorne, but I was even, when I was thinking about this interview, I was thinking about the huge success of Hustlers. Yes. That whole movie was, like, it blew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the Super Bowl, you had, like, uh, Jennifer Jennifer Lopez on a pole. I'm like, Ooh. We were all, like, all of us at home were like, huh what's going on it's being like this this used to be like a, a job that people would not talk about like hush hush totally. like even now like you know with this Bella Thorne situation you know I've got a lot of girls saying to me people who work on OnlyFans actual sex workers who work on OnlyFans can't put it in their bio on their Instagram like it's too explicit you know what OnlyFans was made for and how it's now making its money and, and women in sex industry making their money it's not through bikini pictures it's that's not where the money's and so now it's becoming this different this kind of like hollywood highlighted kind of like all these muggles that i would call them you know just civilians i love that muggles it's weird i know strange but 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 that's what it is it's kind of like it's almost like the wizarding world harry you know it's like you don't know what actually goes on like um but yeah it's it's a lot i don't even know what my point was but i th- i think it, it's it is getting strange now with the with the hustlers movie it was it was quite good i enjoyed it what did you think yeah i really enjoyed it too yeah. um i love jennifer lopez um 
So I really enjoyed it. Like, and she like they were saying like, oh, she's going to be nominated for an Oscar. Like, this is her like apex movie. Like, this is like it for her. And yeah, I just think it's interesting. You're right. Like, I don't think people were talking about like the stigma or the shame necessarily like about that movie and like her portraying a stripper. So yeah, it is interesting how like it's okay for some people to do it and then not okay for other people to do it. Yeah, as if it's if it's glamorized like by a celebrity, by a beautiful celebrity you know wouldn't go around putting, you know, caps of whatever in people's drinks. Then they're like, oh my god, that's so that's so glamorous. Like they're all wearing furs, and that is not how it is. That is <laughs> yeah. not. That is not. They don't live in high rises, you know, smashing them. Like that's just not what happens. I mean, even the you know highest class escorts that I know, they they make a lot of money, right? But they're not flashy with it. It's it's like yeah. yeah, you get to a stage. Some of them, you know, like when you're a sugar baby and you get bought a car. You've heard the stories, you know. You you know, in whatever circles you like oh my god he bought her a car oh my god he bought her a house and this and that it's but it's still laced with so much shame and mm. there's only a f- you know there's a select few girls that, yeah probably will flash it about but it's not nothing like in the movies you know there's there's still so much stigma around it that those real people who are working and earning their living from it who come from nothing they're very careful and they don't want it just like ripped from under them or that, you know, their account to be blocked just by posting something too racy on OnlyFans, you know? And so now, now this has come out and they're like, what's going on? You know, you want to, like Bella Thorne wanted to research a movie role. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, let's um, talk about that. Yeah, so just a quick summary. If yeah. you are out of the loop, Bella Thorne, who was a Disney Channel actress, she's like in her mid-20s, joined OnlyFans, which is a subscription-based platform for uh, people to join and view not safe for work content. Is there anything else to it that I'm kind of missing? You view pictures, videos, you can have personalized pictures and videos. You can like speak to the person. So like it's almost like a DM kind of thing, but like naughty, um, basically like X-rated stuff that is almost like an Instagram, but X-rated. And it's it's now being kind of filtered through these kind of celebrity muggle uh, forms and it's becoming less and less what it was, what it was intended for in a way. Um, it's becoming a lot more PG and people are charging a lot more money for a lot less. So all the women on there previously who was who were li- making a living off just working in the sex industry, doing their thing, it's, it's now like tainted it a little bit slightly for them, I think. And um, yeah, it's it, I don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing, to be honest. I think that's probably the reason why we're having a good old chat about it today. We're like, oh, let's get to the bottom of this. But yeah, it's... It's like a basically an X-rated Instagram. Right. And like what you said before, people are making like a a living off of it. So it's really important that, yeah, that especially in COVID times that they can like continue to do that. Yeah. And she charged $20 per month for like, I guess, access to her OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. And then she 
made a million dollars in one day on this subscription, which grew to $2 million after a week, Mm -hmm. which is a record for the platform, which is why it's getting all of this buzz. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, there was some backlash from the sex work community about her joining for like a seemingly flippant reason. Um, a millionaire who's looking to research a movie role. Uh, what did you first think when um, these articles started to come out? Well, I mean, it, I almost thought, oh God, this is good. Let's hope. Because she, Bella Thorne isn't the most shiny of Disney princesses. She always portrays this kind of um, body confident, like, nonchalant don't care what people think i'm gonna live my life kind of like miley cyrus vibe right um and i like that like a bit of side boob like a bit of this and i'm like great she's living it and then i almost thought oh uh maybe she's got she's actually gone for it she's i didn't know about the movie role at this point she's made an only fans and she's gonna i think she put in one of her like posts or something people were like why did you start on only fans and they were like she was like i just wanted to be myself without being judged by everybody else on instagram i was like great it's going to be x-rated it's going to be one for the girls no it was basically just like her instagram it was a shiny polished instagram with a few more bikini pictures than she had already put and then she'd you know i think she was double charging or like charging she was over promising and under delivering basically was what happened and um i would have been so cool with it if she'd just done what every other girl does and like really not just dip the toe in the water but gone for it i mean women's bodies are beautiful there's nothing to be ashamed of and if you're going to do something do it and do it with the right reasons um but unfortunately she didn't and and she didn't really even apologize that well for i mean it's not like apology would have even helped by this point but um yeah, I think a lot of people offer their money back and there was a lot of uproar in the OnlyFans like community. And then I think now they've changed their policies, whereas they can't, I mean, other women who are still on the platform can't charge, overcharge and underdeliver, or not just underdeliver, just overcharge. And women were making a lot of money on there by tips and things like that. And now that that part of the the forum is completely gone or at least reduced dramatically. Everyone's been tarnished with the same brush as Bella Thorne, and that's not how it should have been played, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of like, I kept saying to my boyfriend, like, I'm really sad. He's like, don't be sad, be angry. I'm like, it's kind of angry, sad, you know. It's like, oh, not another one. Like, you know, it's, I don't know, when a woman preaches about trying to make a difference to a community or a situation or whatever, and then almost kind of does it for either self-benefit or um, it ends up being the opposite, which can easily be done. Like, you know, some people don't get the right information before they do anything or do something. There, There is like leeway there. Not everybody's perfect. People make mistakes, right? But this is like already with a struggling industry that's already really vulnerable. It's already like people don't want to be associated with it, but do want to be associated with it, but wants to be friends with a stripper, but not actually do it, that kind of thing. It's, um, I think it was the wrong thing to do, personally. Completely. Um, yeah. But then, I mean, you could also uh, uh, argue that, you, got, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. And, you know, she was given a huge opportunity here. And 
sucks to be anyone else. Like it's kind of like you can also put it on that. Like she's, you know, yeah, she is more wealthy. Yeah, she comes from a, you know, different side of the pond than most <laughs> sex workers. Um, and like, yeah, she made her money and she ran. I mean, get ahead while you can, kind of thing, right? Which is what most girls do in the strip club every day. They're like, mm-hmm. they think about their money, they go in and basically give a shit about any other girl. They make, they're there to make their money. And that's, they, I mean, any dancer would know that mentality better than anyone, I think. Um, oh, that's, re- that's really interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh God. And it's given them so much publicity. There's no bad press kind of thing, is it? I don't know. Uh, but for me personally, didn't sit well with me, to be honest. I agree with you from a completely outsider perspective it did kind of seem like like her intentions about she even said like yeah I want to normalize sex work like I'm a feminist like I this is what I'm choosing to do like like oh that's great like that seems like all things that I would agree with but I think it's really problematic and harmful when people just like dip their toe into this and like okay I'm I'm good like I just it seems very choosy and I think that like the wrong thing to do and I think if she gave it a little bit more thought she would have realized that I think you know the one benefit that she has coming from the place that she's at is that she clearly must have advisors or some sort of person that could have researched OnlyFans a little bit and seen what the content was. Has she ever been on that forum ever before? It almost felt like someone told her to do it. Someone told it would publicize her new film coming out and and she was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Um, and, you know, you can't blame the girl. She's, she's clearly clueless. Um, so, I mean, it's strong, but yeah, clueless, I would, I would say. Um, but I think there was a responsibility there that she didn't uphold, not just for the people on OnlyFans, but for everybody else in the industry. It was like, almost like waiting for the uh, J-Lo movie to come out. Like, oh my God, I hope Cardi B, she's one of us. Like, she's an ex-stripper. She's, she, is she gonna, and she did. She like, and she's also got an OnlyFans account, but she states there's gonna be no nudity. There's gonna be none of this. Don't expect what, you're expecting from other girls from me because that's not where I'm at right now. And you respect her for it. You're like, great. She's not offering something she can't deliver. But Bella Thorne, it's just just a completely different situation. It's really sad, to be honest. And Cardi B handled it in the right way. You know, she she never really promises or, or says that she's something she's not, at least from what I've witnessed of her, you know, with the new WAP video. It's like, I'm just what I am. And it's like refreshing. And she's got an OnlyFans account and you're like, great, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I do, I do, I, I, I do have two minds with this story. Um, and, I, you know, I've only because I've got all my friends on the phone or on the Instagram, like, oh my God, she's like ruined it for the rest of us. And I'm like, yeah, she just made a massive mistake in a very public place and the rest of us are going to pay for it. And that's happened since the dawn of time you know I know you know with lots of different things but yeah it sucks I know I think that that part is the part that's really heartbreaking is like the kind of like I don't want to say catastrophic but like maybe I like I don't we don't know how this plays out because this literally just happened but like what you're talking about with um 
OnlyFans changing some of their like rules and the way that people can pay content creators. I don't know what people call themselves. Exactly that, which is what they are. Yeah. I don't know. It is really sad. I always just feel like it's like, yeah, the famous rich person. And it's like, who are the people that pay for their mistakes? It's like the little guy just like trying to hustle. And like, I don't know. That's really sad. Yeah, it is. But then the thing is, it's like, like I just said, like the, the, the dancers that I know, all the girls who work in on the cam, cam sites or whatever, it's kind of like, you're not there to make friends. You're there to make money. And we say that a lot on my podcast is like, we're not in the sex industry for fun. It's for the money. And like, obviously it has a element of fun. Like, otherwise you wouldn't do it. I mean, I did enjoy going to work. I enjoyed like swinging around a pole. I enjoyed like all of that side of it. Really like social side of it was really great too. But um, you wouldn't be there for minimum wage. And so it, it's kind of like her, her, her attitude is kind of like that. Well, bleh. you know I've got a bigger platform the rest of you guys I'll just stamp my way to the top and it's just like well can you really blame her I mean everybody's had that mentality in their lifetime whether it be on a small scale in a club or you know um why did they not hire a legit stripper who is an actress to play Jennifer Lopez's role in this in the movie you know it's like things like that it's like oh they have Cardi B in there but they don't have you know, there's so many yeah, other ex-strippers and ex-people in the industry. It's like talking about trans women. There's They're getting um, like cis, straight, or even, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, diff, the, the wrong type of actor to play, to play a trans person when there are loads of trans actor, actors out there to play the role, but they're not getting cast. And that for me is mind-blowing. I'm like, what? There's so many capable people, but it's just, it's all about selling tickets. And Bella Thorne was the same thing you know, yeah. face selling tickets. It's like in the acting world, you don't go to these musicals in the West End in London now just to watch a nobody sing in Les Mis. You go and watch a celebrity sing it half as good, but it's a celebrity. That's just the way the world works, unfortunately, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. I have this rant like on the daily, but I always kind of relate it to the podcast industry because we're on a podcast. Yeah, this is something I don't know about as much, so tell me. Yes, I just always think that why I loved like podcasting and YouTube and Instagram and things like that is because anyone can just like pick up a camera and record and make a living off of it if they are successful. But then I just find nowadays it's like the if you look at the top like podcast lists and stuff like that it's like all people that had a platform like prior which it's like again good for them like make your money if you wanted to you know move into podcasting that's amazing but yeah it's like tough when it's all like I always pick on Conan O'Brien who I like I love but like I'm like why are you like the top podcaster like and like you, you had a TV show and you were like a comic and stuff. And like, it just, it's, it's so saturated now with people that, yeah, that are already celebrities that might not, again, be doing like a really good job per se. Like I always think of The Bachelor. Do you watch The Bachelor? Bachelorette? Yeah. Yeah. We watch it over here. We're like, oh God. Yes. Okay. I love that. <laughs> it's like international. They got a podcast. 
Oh, like all of them do. Oh, what? I didn't. I don't know. Like, I'm such a baby podcaster. I'm like, I'm learning so much. Um, but really, what do they talk about going to going to like their parents' house and how that felt for them or what? One hundred percent. Really, like, they'll recap all of the shows even when they're off of it and like obviously it's great to get again like an insider perspective and stuff but I'm like now all of us just like indie podcasters like struggling to get noticed like it's just a lot harder yeah it's not good is it I mean it's it's almost like you want to live your life off your own merit really not how many followers on Instagram that you have but that's just just how it is like even when I was uh, researching into like how to like get more listeners on your podcast, they'd be like, get an influencer. And you're like, yeah. right. So someone who basically has nothing to do with podcasting, you just want to get them on there just so that it, it, that's just the way it works. It's, you've got to play the game, but it's like, you know. That was literally the exact conversation I was having with my friends. They're like, you need to get like shouted out by like, a person with a lot of followers <laughs> like it, it was the, this exact conversation but for me like the luxury is is that this isn't my job or something that I'm relying on to like sustain a family or something like that this yeah. is just a hobby so when I have my like hundred listeners like this it like I'm not um yeah relying on this for like my livelihood but mm people that are obviously working on OnlyFans, like that is for the most part the case. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, it is the, the, completely like, I mean, you can go from making, I don't know, like a grand a week, which is nothing like, but a, a thousand pounds a week, like four grand a month is like a good amount when you can have like another job on the side, like, um, and then it can go to like, I was watching this documentary on BBC, which is, like a great great documentary I remember the name of it now I'll, I'll I'll find it for you and it was all about OnlyFans and it was like from the small scale girl to like the largest scale and I, I've never worked on OnlyFans but I've got a lot of friends who who do and we're talking about like a million just from pictures and content and it's like but they're not Pete they're not PG they're not Bella Thorne they're like we're talking like it's almost like porn you know, it's like personalized porn. And if you're going to go into that as a woman and, and you can charge, you know, like prostitution and a woman using her body is like the oldest, the oldest job in the world. They've, we've been doing it since day dot to get what we want. Right. And, um, and I think, why not? Like, totally. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you live, you do you, but like, they're just doing it in their own lane, getting on with it. And like, I think it's almost like the longer you do it, same with podcasting in a sense, it's like the longer you've podcast, the more of a following bit like you would get like naturally without having, you know, started off in a a Disney channel uh, program, (laughs) whatever. Um, Same with OnlyFans, like the celebrities are all starting it and getting loads of subscriptions, but not giving the content. And then there's these girls who've plugged away at it for years and years and they've, they've made their money. And those are the people I'm like, yes, slow clap for you. Yeah. You know, and, they're the stories we want to be talking about. Like that's that's the positive, like positive side. I just, I just bums me out. Like when you think of those people who've struggled, and then now this is happening. You know. Um, totally. I think like the other thing I think so OnlyFans I think takes twenty percent of the the person's like subscription fees, mm-hmm. but I think that that was another thing that 
again, as a complete outsider, was like, it seems like that's pretty good. Like yeah. when you think of like when you have to like pay people out at a club, I'm assuming. And I don't know. It just seems like a good platform that people could choose for themselves I don't know yeah it is it really is it's a lot of work with the photo taking because it's getting so extra now like people are going around with like you know camera crews and things like that and it's like what but if you know if you're making a million pounds a year you're gonna get your good pictures sorted yeah right? get the lighting and stuff yeah, yeah you're just gonna do it like you're gonna get a makeup team in and you're gonna like all glam it up but um for the average girl you know they've got their boyfriends taking the photos like oh babe I'm gonna put my new lingerie on oh do you mind just doing it like and it's it's super cool and both of them are like I know some of them are paying for it's like their holiday fund or something and they'll pay to go on holiday like three times a year with their kids and it's like great that's what it gives them but um 20 percent is good um, on cam it's 33 percent um and then in the club it's mostly you pay like a, a fee to work um, so you'll pay like 80 pounds or like 50, 50 bucks or something to, to work. And then um, after that, they take 20% up to 50, depending on what club you work in. But that's cash in hand. And obviously, as we all know from the Hustlers movie, even that no one really declares their money, even in still even in the industry. Like they, they just, you can, you know, split cash. You know, you put a bit right. under your mattress, then put a bit into the bank. Um, so with OnlyFans, I think it's a bit more legit and it goes through your bank account and same with Cam. So there's no, there's no, I mean, the tax thing is just, you have to be a bit more legit, um, which I quite like, to be honest. It's, it just takes away from that, I don't know, that risk where you're like, oh, I'll totally. just keep that extra hundred quid, <laughs> you know? Totally, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that. So do you think that this, like, this kind of scandal with Bella Thorne, like, has long-term repercussions on people that work on OnlyFans? 100%, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it, like I said, like, we've all had to change our jobs, go from clubs, go from being girlfriend experience, go on in dominatrix um, dungeons. You know, a lot of girls had sugar daddies, and, like, that was a big thing for them, which you can't meet anyone even now like a lot of the sugar daddies who are older don't want to be seen out in bars with younger women it's just because there's less people in bars you can hide less you know so that's not happening either so there people you know girls in the in the industry are now working on OnlyFans. like that is their biggest you know income source so i think it will have more effect now if this hadn't happened in covid probably not so much i'm sure they would have found other ways of like making money because the sex industry as we both know is so broad you know there's so many mm -hmm. things you can do um and so i think if it wasn't for covid uh this would this would be a bit more chill but i think because of it it's going to be uh yeah a big deal to a lot of girls um a lot of people are closing down their accounts a lot of people aren't working on it at all anymore a lot of people are just going off and getting paid via paypal instead for like personal message on on whatsapp which isn't again safe because you just don't know you know so yeah i think it will have more more effect than we think in the coming months um yeah and i don't think a lot of people are going to be watching that movie no Okay, this was another thing that was really weird when I was looking up this is she said that she was specifically working with um, like a director and then the director came out 
I'm it's someone I'm not familiar with and was like no I'm not working with Bella Thorne so I don't know if she like really didn't have this like locked down and and maybe the producer split when all of this like blowback was coming her way or I don't know what happened but it seemed like this I don't know do you think she like bounces back from this situation well, it, I would be surprised if she makes the movie at all now. I mean, with Hustlers, the majority of people who went to watch that movie and really appreciated it was all the girls who worked in the clubs. They were like, yeah, we finally made a movie about us. Look at us all on the TV. Like, but, um, but with this one, I, th- I think in exactly the same thing. Like, girls aren't going to be going to the cinema. Even if she does put it out, every, it's going to have a lot of negativity around it. Um, so, yeah, I... I <laughs> I, I highly hope she makes it just for the fact that, I mean, just to see what all of this, this fuss was about. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, go and work in the strip club for a day if you want to try it out. Like, do you know what I mean? Don't, I think there's definitely better ways of doing it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Talk to people or, or yeah. whatnot. Go on a podcast. Talk to totally. us. There's lots of slutty podcasts out there. Like, Please, you know, do something like that. Do a bit of background research. Don't just put on a bikini and splash around in a pool. I'm not sure sure that's really dipping your toe in the sex industry at all, even. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think she will bounce back from it. And I don't think the industry, I think the industry will will suffer slightly for it. Yeah, I'd be interested to see in the next coming weeks how, how it works out with my mates. Like, oh my God, you know, like literally personally texting me like, oh my God, I've earned X amount less this month because of this situation that'll be interesting to see for me yeah that would be really interesting like because this is like happened over a week but I I'm wondering what like the month and six months and like year kind of yeah consequences are because yeah you're right they kind of put in some like additional um things on their website about the over promising pictures and Um, how much you can like unlock pictures for and like refunds I wonder if that two million dollars is gonna like like I wonder what's gonna happen with that yeah I hope that some of it well a lot of it gets refunded do you know what I mean like it's it's the same in strip in the strip clubs like when a guy spends over five grand on a credit card the girl will automatically not take home that money that, that half of it will stay in the club because of all the guys that have been drugged, all the guys who have been like their money, you know, proper hustlers, rubbish. And so they, they like plan for that almost. So it's like, you're already tarnished with a bad brush once you're making, you're making big money anyway in the clubs. You don't get it for maybe two months just to see if the guy claims it back or not. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know whether OnlyFans will start doing that now with bigger payments too. Like if someone's getting a lot of money, maybe they won't actually give it to them. Uh, and just in case a guy decides to claim a refund. <laughs> that is be... so wild. Like, yeah. I don't understand that because isn't that so subjective? Like, what qualifies as a refund? Like, <laughs> I exactly. don't get that. Exactly. It, it's so weird. Mental, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah. you know, the industry is so broad. It's not like you can give a yes or a no answer or product. It's like, but then there is things things like oh yeah you're gonna get an x-rated picture and then we know what an x-rated picture would involve you know maybe a nipple you know wasn't even a nipple (laughs) yeah and there's nothing wrong with a nipple like seriously (laughs) i'm just like oh god really um we don't want disney 
that's what we don't want on OnlyFans, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's what the purpose is. Like, um, like you were saying before, it's kind of like Instagram with the like feed or your own account, but it is like supposed to be NSFW. Like, that's legitimately the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's funny. It'll be it'll be interesting. Maybe we we'll talk about this in a couple of months' time and be like, oh my yeah. god, this happened. And we, yeah. we'll be able to actually see, or maybe we're just talking about it, and actually the girls will just be like, as usual, bounce back, and it will be fine. But I mean, I hope so. Um, because I know, like we were saying, like the the whole slut shaming online and all of this stuff that's been happening, and like you know, me doing a podcast just to like normalize sex work. It's cool. We're human beings, you know, like it is just a job. It doesn't mean that we have a state of mind, you know, it's not like we're like a different race of human. We just work in a different job. So, um, so hopefully that will, I mean, that some of that will come out of this fingers crossed. Completely. That was something that people had brought up um, when I mentioned that I was recording a podcast with you Mm -hmm. was how can people that don't work in the sex industry be like good allies or practice allyship to people that do work in the sex industry? Yeah, I I mean, it's just be kind and think about us as human beings, because like that's what we are at the end of the day. It's like and I don't know, it's like it's mostly judgment from people like in a, on a one-to-one personal level. Um, that's something that I found that affects me most. You know, you can hear like people in the media talking about like the sex industry and how it's right or wrong, this or that. But it's when you come into contact with someone like a muggle, for instance, and um, and it's the, it's the kindness there. I think that's just the first part of it. It's just just being like you know, this is a human being, they've just got a different job from me and just trying to be open-minded about it. That's basically it. Um, and I don't know, like what, maybe educating yourself and watching those movies like uh, like the Hustlers movie and like reading things, listening to podcasts. Um, and maybe, you know, if you're on a night out with your girlfriends, go into a strip club, meet some strip. It's a fun place to go. Like Wednesday, when they finally open, they're probably the, the places that are the latest opening. So if you're really wasted, it's the best place to go. It's super safe. There's loads of bouncers around and the women are super friendly. And like maybe a lot of the stigma around, you know, the strip, the stripper's trying to steal my boyfriend and my boyfriend going to like, you know, a, a strip club on his um, like stag do or whatever. Oh my God, they're all such evil witches. That's just not it. A lot of them just have families and just there to make their money and they love swinging around a pole and they just want to wear sparkly outfits. So it's just, it's just that. It's like educating, I think, as well is a big thing. Just being kind. That's totally. what I would, I would probably say, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, humanizing the people that are doing that work. And yeah, yeah you're right, educating yourself on really kind of what happens. Mm. And I think that like we kind of mention in summary not super stoked about what Bella did and we'll I don't know kind of see where her like half-assed apology or if this movie actually gets made yeah but I think the thing that I think about yeah I'm I am sad for a vulnerable community that yeah just seems to get stepped on all the time but I think like really that it's also a really resilient community and like you mentioned before people will figure it out and um for themselves and yeah continue to work hard and 
I don't know, rise through it all. Yeah. I mean, like, I think like every single um, job at the moment is everybody's under threat a little bit, you know? So at least people can kind of see where we're coming from in a way, like, cause that's always how it's been for us. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think the COVID, you know, pulling together through, through like this time and like just being kind to each other and just, yeah. Bellathorn, I'd love to talk to you about this in a couple of months time. We'll be like, oh my God, we like predicted this. Oh, oh my goodness. Like actually she's a human being and you know, it'll be interesting to, to see. So yeah, that is a, that is a continued thought. I think the end of this yeah, podcast. It is an ongoing story that we'll have to check in with in a few months. Mm-hmm, very interesting. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of your thoughts. Like, I super appreciate you coming on the podcast and, yeah, kind of giving us the insider perspective. Of course. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. It's, like, such good, like, vibes. Good vibes here. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for, like, having me on here to, like, waffle away. Enjoyed it. Yes, I really enjoyed it, too. If people are interested in listening to your podcast, where can people find you? We are on Instagram. We're our Stripper Stories podcast. We have a little link in the bio there. We're called Stripper Stories. And yeah, come and listen to us. We've got one out every Wednesday. Good for you. That's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Tori. Thank you, Chloe, for joining us and sharing your experiences and your expertise with this muggle. And thanks to you for listening. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at RTBP Podcast. We also have a listener Facebook group, uh, Ready to be Petty Podcast group, where we share all the stories that we don't get to talk about on the podcast. I hope that you are safe and well, and I hope with this podcast you learned something new Um, Or maybe this was something that piqued your attention and you'll look further into how we can support folks that work in the sex industry. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.